Hello, and welcome to this latest episode of the Miramichi Historical Linkages Podcast. I'm Sean McCarthy, uh, joined by Sarah Ward and our special guest, uh, President and CEO of Baseball Canada and former uh, Major League Baseball player and Miramichi, uh, Jason Nixon. Jason, thanks very much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> So full disclosure, uh, I, I guess we have met once before when you came to Nelson Rural School uh, to, to talk to us after, uh, I think, your first season uh, with the Angels. And I can still remember, you know, uh, us all be kind of being uh, in awe. I think I was in grade six or grade seven at the time. And I remember they, 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 they uh, for many, for quite a long time afterward, they had laminated the, the page of the Moncton Times after your first game against the Yankees, and that was on the wall at the gym for for many a <laughs> for many a long month. Um, so yeah, so nice to see you again. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely dated me on that one. That was a few years ago. I, I do I do remember I specifically remember making the trip up there, and you're right. After the first season, I was I was uh, a bit younger then, a bit younger than for sure. That would probably be twenty. I'm guessing like twenty four, twenty five years ago. So it's yeah, been it'll be a while. Probably so. Probably yeah. so. I guess we were all a little bit younger then. I mean, I had a, had a little bit more hair, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, our our project, uh, Jason, has really been about you know uh, looking at connections that were made by Miramichiers. There's um, across time and, and and across borders, and so we were really interested to speak with with you uh, about your career in baseball and your, your ongoing work with the sport today. So maybe for those, uh, those listeners and viewers who maybe are not as familiar uh, with your, your journey, maybe uh, could you maybe give us kind of a, a rundown of your, your career uh, and your time uh, in baseball as a player? Yeah. Yeah. No problem. You know, I, I, um, I was born in, um, Born in Ontario, but moved to the Miramichi at, at a pretty a pretty young age, right? I was, I think, six or seven at the time. My dad grew up there. He was a Miramichi by, by uh, you know, his whole life and, and made the move to, of course, like most do up to Ontario, found a job, met my mom and moved the whole, moved, moved the crew back to, back to Miramichi area. But uh, yeah, so grew up in Miramichi area, you know, like most kids play a lot of sports, you know, out on bikes and doing all the fun stuff that you do and, and um, you know, it, growing up in an area that was, and, and probably a, a period of time too, where, you know, kids were outside doing a lot of things and it was just a different environment, right? It was, it was a safer time. And so, um, you know, from that spent a lot of time at, at the ballpark, right? We lived pretty close to a baseball field, which was next to the school, not too far from my house. Uh, you know, fairly big, uh, you know, fairly big uh, family, a lot of cousins. So there was always a lot of players around to play and, and just really, you know, started my days playing baseball back in, in Napin is where, is where I, you know, started younger and then moved into, moved into Chatham as I got a little bit older and got a little bit better and, and, you know, came up through, you know, through that system and, and played on some provincial teams and had an opportunity to, to start to get a little bit of exposure and, and, um, you know, really fortunate to make uh, the junior team for team Canada in 1991. Um, and that, that kind of really helped, you know, that really gave me an opportunity to be seen. And, um, you know, I played at the new, uh, the national baseball Institute the year following that, and then went down to a junior college down in, in Oklahoma, uh, with, um, 
you know, a bunch of other Canadian guys that were down there. There's our pitching coach was Canadian. It's kind of how we spotted some of the junior players and, and recruited them to go down there. And so from that, that's when not that all the other steps along the way were important, but, but getting down into that junior college opportunity to play year round, um, you know, just to be in a base baseball environment year round really made a difference for me. I mean, you know, just living in Canada, our seasons are so short that the opportunity to really work on your craft was, was limited. So, you know, that offered that time down in Oklahoma was really valuable for me because it was the first real extended baseball season. And um, things just quickly took off from there. You know, in my second year, uh, you know, there was discussion about being drafted the first year. Um, it didn't happen. And then a lot of discussion about being drafted my second year. And, and you know, I was going to go from there to Oklahoma State as a school, but drafted that year by the the California Angels at the time, who then became the Anaheim Angels, and now they're the Los Angeles Angels of whatever they call themselves now. Um, and so really that just kind of jump-started my professional career. And then like, you know, like most um, most players, you kind of do that trip through the minor leagues. But I was, again, fortunate to have a really accelerated version of, you know, my f- coming out of the university, that, that short season. When you first get drafted, you go to like a short season, which is like a – end of summer tune up in Boise, Idaho, and then Cedar Rapids the next year. And then it was 96. So I was drafted in 94. And then that summer of 96 was, you know, that was the big year. It was, it was so fast. It was hard to really take in everything, but started in double A in Midland, Texas, six weeks later in Vancouver, um, Vancouver, Canada with our triple A squad. And then Two months after that, you know, I'm getting called up to the big leagues in August of 96. So it was just coming at you so fast as as a 23-year-old that, you know, the the one, you know, safety net or the, the security blanket that you had was understanding how to play baseball. And if you could just focus on that and do your best to eliminate all the extra things around you, uh, you know, you could have some, some success doing that. So uh, you know, good that year, uh, 97 was, uh, you know, off to a great start and, um, you know, made the all-star team in 97. And, uh, you know, again, it was, it was really exciting times, things happening really fast. And then, you know, I think like a lot of athletes went through 98, 99, and then started to have some arm injuries that really slowed me down and, and, and a couple of surgeries, back-to-back surgeries that, you know, you're still a pretty good functioning triple a baseball player but there's that definite difference between the minor leagues and the big leagues and i knew i was still good but i knew that i'd lost that ability to be a a, you know an impact big league player and um you know still played it for a little bit because i love the game and then you know after a 10-year period of you know like i said from start to finish i was I was, uh, you know, quite comfortable to to change careers with baseball and 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 make the move back to back to New Brunswick. So I know in a lot of the, you know, uh, in those years, like I say, when uh, when you came to the school and in, in the years afterward, I mean, I was a softball kid, you know, when I was uh, in Nelson and uh, wasn't wasn't a great player by any means, but, uh, but I, I enjoyed the camaraderie. I enjoyed being there to cheer on my friends and, you know, to see them do well and all those, all those uh, very athletically talented people that I got a chance to work with. But I know in those years, a lot of folks, you know, uh, a lot of the people that we played with gravitated toward baseball and, you know, really with that, with that sense of, you know, uh, with you kind of as a, as a role model. So, uh, 
how did that feel? And how did you kind of navigate, you know, that role as, you know, even today as somebody that, you know, that came from here and, you know, made it on a, on a big stage? Yeah. It, you know, it, it's interesting when you, when you, you know, I, I look at, you know, I, I turned 50 this year, so I'm obviously starting to, to, you know, get on the backside, but um, you know, it, it's interesting when I look back at those times when you're in it as an athlete and you know how you maybe approach it you know that you know you're you know you're being guided along the way along you know along the way in the sense of you know when the season starts where to be what to do you know what the expectations are um and you know again like i said you're so focused on that baseball element or 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 in achieving the things that you want to do that the i i don't think it allows the time to appreciate the things around you as much as you would like to. And I don't know, maybe it is just because I'm, you know, you're getting a bit older and, you know, a bit, you know, like the story, the stories get a little bit better as you get older, but, you know, I have a much greater appreciation for what I accomplished now, I think, than I ever did when I was 23. And, you know, when at the, when you talk about, you know, kids following and the impact that you had, I don't even, I don't even think you can kind of understand that when you're that young, like it doesn't really sink in. And, and it's not that I didn't take advantage of understanding, you know, the influence and the things to say to the kids and encourage young kids and, and, and those, but, um, you, you know, you, I don't think you can appreciate how much of, of an impact it was, how, you know, the scale of maybe the achievement that you know it was at the time and so i think as you get older you know you have a much greater appreciation for um you know what you did and what you accomplished and and quite honestly you're probably a little bit you know you start to realize you know you're 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 proud of it too you know it's hard to really really you know understand that when you're that young because i don't think you have an appreciation for it in the moment you you know which is which is too bad because i i think that's pretty common even with the younger kids that we coach now and and a lot of kids are and i say kids because they're younger but um, you know, when they ask me and talk to me about things, I'm like, you know, just, just like live in that moment, appreciate the time that you're in. You know, I know it's, you're so competitive. It's hard not to think about what's next, what's next, but, you know, take the time to kind of appreciate where you are in that moment. Cause it, it goes by fast. The actual living the moment, it'll be with you forever in memory, but, but it's, um, you know, if there was some way to kind of really be appreciative at the time it's happening, you know, it'd be, it'd be great. But, um, you know, like I said, that was 25 years ago when you talk about the trip to, to Nelson, but for me, it's, it, it feels like yesterday. I think we have some in common. When I was reading your, uh, your bio, you said you went to Northeastern State Junior College. I went to Northeastern State University in Tahlequah, not too far from, from where you were. Okay. North close to, uh, yeah. uh, Missouri, I think in Kansas. And I was in the close to Arkansas. So, which was interesting. And yeah. I- you know, it's, it's funny. Cause I, well, it, it, it's an interesting part of the world. Did you like, I, I didn't obviously didn't grow up there, but, and I never really heard of the place that was recruiting me to go down there, but I like, I thoroughly enjoyed my time in Oklahoma. Like the people were fantastic. It was, it was the right fit for me. It was a small town, uh, small town feel and you Same know, you just, it, it was a good fit coming from Miramichi. Yeah, it was yeah. a great fit for me. And I think that's, you know, I say about, you know, playing a longer season helped me, but 
quite honestly, I think the people and the support and the network around you was just, you know, you're so comfortable that it just allowed you to, to do all the other things. But yeah, I have nothing but great people to say, like to say about the people of Oklahoma, they were, they were fantastic. And I still talk to a lot of them. Some of my best friends, I, I still talk to them, talking to one of them yesterday that, that, um, yeah, it was a, it's a great spot, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, yeah, I know, I know when the, 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 yeah, I come from, I'm originally from New Mexico, right? And I went to Northeastern State University in Tahlequah. And that's the thing I noticed. It's um, it's like you learn a new language, just like coming to Miramichi. Because the accent and the communication is a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how people greet each other. And, and it's yeah. very similar to the Miramichi, I find, because you go to a grocery store, you end up talking to a stranger. You have these long conversations or even a restaurant, like, you know, yeah. and I say Oklahoma has the best, uh, um, what you call it, breakfast there. Scramble eggs and gravy yeah. and biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in the summertime. Well, I, I was I was just going to say that. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I, I was just I was just going to say that, like, it was, you know, it was an education in, in culture. It was, you know like you said, like biscuits and gravy and, and fried okra and, you know, sweet tea and all the things that we, I didn't really understand, but, you know, really grew, really grew to, grew to love chicken fried steak was the other one that I'm like, that sounds complicated, but it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And I find the only thing that I didn't really care for in Oklahoma was the chiggers. <laughs> Summer times. When you're out there in the field or something yeah. like that, those little bugs are like you can't even see them. They're like until they bite you. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it yeah. was. Um, it, 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 well, I, I fought like the part. I guess when you talk about you know the experience or or you know when when Sean you talked about the value of you know, sport and playing baseball and doing some things. The the part for me, like if you ask me about to, re, you know, to reflect back on your baseball career, there is a heart, there's a big element of, you know, who you played against and some of the stadiums that you went to and like the, the baseball questions that come with it. But, you know, the part that doesn't get talked about, which is by far the biggest part for me is just the, the opportunity that it gave me or, and still gives me in my job now to, to, to travel the world, to meet, uh, you know, to go to places that you would, you wouldn't think about going to or plan to go to. And just some of the, you know, fantastic people that you meet and the friends that you make along the way. And, and that's the part for me, like there's, you know, they're, they're lifelong friends. Like I still, like I said, I talked to the, I talked to the the guys down in Oklahoma, like often there's a, you know, a few of them that we still stay in touch with. And, and, um, you know, that's the part is like, yeah, we're there to play baseball and do our thing. But some of the members you have and some of the friends you make, like that's, that's a part for me. It's just, it's phenomenal. And baseball is big down there. Could you tell us a little bit more about, well, sure. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit more, maybe, Jason, about, you know, some of those other travels that you made, if, if that's not putting you on the spot, you know, yeah. and some of the other memories that, you know, you have, whether as a, uh, in baseball or, or, or in Baseball Canada as you are now? Yeah, you, you know, I um, for sure I can for sure. And I, I think about, you know, is baseball like, like, as Sarah said, like baseball is big down there. And, um, you know, the part that, you know, when I get down to Oklahoma, you're playing all the different teams around through Kansas and Texas and, 
in Arkansas and Missouri. So you're kind of covering a little bit of that area. And then, you know, for me, I think about, you know, just going through the minor leagues and, and going through with a couple different teams and rehabbing in the places that we played. Like, I think I've been to the majority of, you know, or to most or all states within the U.S. You know, it allowed me to cover, you know, every every province in Canada and, and you know, down to the Dominican and parts of Mexico and Venezuela and, and you know, Panama and Cuba and Japan and, and you know, even with some of their travels and, you know, went to a conference in Africa for as part of our baseball, world, like a world conference and, and uh, places that I just, I wouldn't get to, I don't think you're right on my own that, um, you know, it's been, it's been really, it's been really unique. And I think, you know, from to tie in a, a spot I've visited to tie it into a baseball it, it, for those that have ever done it. And, and it was such a unique experience, but the trip that we went to on Japan and going to the Tokyo dome and watching, you know, um, games at the Tokyo dome and watching just the, you know, the Japanese league play and how the fans interact and, and, you know, the way that they approach the game of baseball is very different from, you know, what we would do in, in, in North America, but what a unique experience, right? Like I just, I think about, you know, when I look at it, it was, you know, there's a song for every player that comes up to bat and, you know, the, the fans are singing it. They know all the words they're singing it for each one of the players. Like I remember, you know, when the game was over, everybody stayed to like clean up the stadium, right? The fans actually cleaned up their area. Everybody cleaned up the stadium. So it was spotless. She didn't leave unless she like cleaned up the stadium. And I thought that was, you know, very unique. And, and, um, you know, just, you know, the vendors in the stands were not selling multiple things. It was if whoever was selling Pepsi product was dressed up in a Pepsi uniform and yeah, like it was, it was, it was just a different experience. Right. And, and, and it was, um, you know, like I had a great appreciation for it. I, 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 it was a, it was a different experience that it was, it was from a baseball, you know, pure side, like it was a, it was, I can't speak enough about it. It was an awesome experience, right? Just very different from what, what we do here, but um, you know, their love and passion for the game of baseball is, is the same as ours, but it was uh, you know, it, it's, it's opportunities like that. I think, you know, the other thing we get to talk about is, you know, I, I think about some of our trips to the Dominican and maybe going into some villages are not as, well off as others and um you know watching kids play um you know without a glove or a glove made out of something and you know a beat up baseball and the field conditions were rough and you know nobody has nobody has cleats nobody you know some might not have shoes and but it was still just like the same level of love and and you know for the for the sport right and that's the piece for me it's like okay we've got you know, you're visiting as part of a bit of a trip and there's, you know, we've got an interpreter with us cause I didn't, you know, we didn't speak Spanish or I don't speak Spanish. Um, but we didn't, but we didn't need it. Right. You had baseball was kind of like that common language and you could, you could, you know, play catch with the kids and not have to really understand each other. Right. Like, and so that, that element I think was very unique, right? Like it was, you know, taking a kid out of Miramichi where we're, you know, I grew up in, you know, we saw, learned a lot and saw the things we saw, but realized like the world's a pretty big spot and things are, are pretty different as you get out there. And so I think that part of what baseball has given to me is probably the piece that I'm most appreciative for. 
That's interesting because uh, where I come from is the Navajo Nation, right? And the things we talk about, the roughness, how we play ball and stuff like that. We didn't have the proper equipment and stuff like that. And we call it res ball, you know. And uh, it brings me to the topic of uh, we're going to have the North American Indigenous Game in the East Coast this year. Would you be able to take in some games? Yeah, we, we, we do like we will. And, uh, yes and yes to that. So yeah, we're, 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 um, you know, it, it's exciting when we get to host on in the East coast and it gets a little bit closer to home and, and, uh, yeah, like it's, it's, um, we're, we're excited for it. I know, I know Nova Scotia is working hard to, to, uh, you know, prepare for and get ready for and, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's exciting. Like, I think it's, you, you know, at Baseball Canada, our work is largely based on is still helping kids play the game that they love. But there's a massive element that we're taking on now of introducing the sport. And I think that's the piece that, you know, we, we still work hard on, needs a lot of work is, okay, introducing the game of baseball. I mean, we understand there's a huge influx of newcomers coming into Canada. You know, we're such a big vast country that there's so many kids that have never been introduced to the sport. And so I think, you know, that's the work that we're doing now to kind of to, to introduce baseball. And, and again, same, you know, like with, with the, with NAG or the, the North American indigenous games, like it's, it's taking that common element of sport and bringing groups of people together and watching them compete. But I know, I know it's the same, it's the same understanding or the same feeling that I would have is, Somebody may remember who wins at NAG, but they're going to remember all the people that they met and the experience that they had way longer than, you know, did we actually win that game or not? But you'll remember the friends you met from another, you know, another team, another province, or even on your own team if is your, you know, forming team. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's always exciting for the kids who get the opportunity to go and compete and, 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 and enjoy those experiences. So, um, we have a busy schedule, but yeah, we're, we're always, uh, we're always, um, excited to take part and, and go watch and, and hang out. So you still play baseball with like the Ironman and stuff like that? No, I, uh, I, I've had to put that one to bed a few years ago. I was, <laughs> I was, uh, I loved coming home, playing with some of the guys that I grew up with, uh, years ago and I played with the Ironman. Oh, it'd probably be a few years ago now, but I, I haven't played in several years. Um, but still make sure I get out to the ballpark and cheer them on and, and see how the guys are doing. And, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the baseball fans that are, are of my vintage now are not on the field. They're more sitting in the stands enjoying it. So I, I still like to get out to the ballpark and hang out. I mean, that is a place I spent a a huge amount of time at and um you know so i still i still get excited to go back and catch a game when i can and, and catch up with some old uh some old friends yeah we cheer on mike simon here from your grand <laughs> that plays with the iron man yeah. i don't know if he's still there or not yeah well yeah. and i think it's well and it's fan and then that's the part like i think like that's the thing is is i think as a miramichi or you know, and not just in the baseball world, but just in the sporting world in general. I think it's it's pretty impressive the list of people that you see that have come through the Miramichi, and 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 I don't even want to just you know isolate it to the sporting world, but you know, I'm sure every small community has the same statement of the same line. But but there's there's a lot of Miramichiers who have accomplished a lot of things, 
like for for a small area we've we've done a lot you know worldwide that is pretty impressive when you start to name the list of people and i tell people often oh yeah that guy's from miramichi or that guy's from miramichi and and we're everywhere doing some good things which is which is you know i find always amazing but um you know it kind of always boils back to you know just to just to to sarah's comment like there's that love of the local community coming out and supporting one of our one of our you know the neighborhood kid or one of our locals or somebody that we really like to watch or that's oh yeah that's so-and-so's son or that's so-and-so's grandson that seems to be a common line and but it's just it's that community sport i think that really drives it i mean you know baseball is a great sport and it's fun but um it's even better when you've got, you know, fans in the stands and people supporting and wanting to see you do well. And I think that's maybe the separator that Miramichi has from, from some other communities, or at least I'd like to, I'm, I'm very biased. So I'll, I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> I like, to, I like to think we, I like to think we're pretty special. Well, I think you're in good company, so no, yeah. no worries there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I noticed when you started your career, your first person you have your opponent was Derek Jeter I'm thinking like wow he went against Derek Jeter the first try yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know well and I don't know how much of I don't know how much of the how much of the story you have there all the notes but it didn't uh it didn't end well for me Derek Jeter hit a home run in the first uh on the first pitch that I threw to him but uh yeah, we, we, I survived it. We won the game, which was the most important piece. But, um, you know, people ask me about it. I'm like, well, I said, yeah, if, if you're going to give up a home run to somebody, you might as well give it up to a Hall of Famer who everybody knows. And then, you know, it just said it makes for a much better story if I was trying to explain giving up a home run to somebody that we, we can't remember. Yeah. So, the, you know, uh, being linked to Derek Jeter forever, I have, I have no problem with that one. You know, he, he's had more experience than you did at the time. That's what we'll go with. We'll go with yeah. that one that he's more experienced. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at the same time, too, it's, you know, it's got to be said that, you know, I think that could easily, you know, uh, take somebody out of their game, right? You know what I mean? Your first yeah. pitch, it's a home run, but I mean, it's a testament to, you know, uh, your ability that you're able to kind of settle down and you, and, and you won the game, as you say. So yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, it's a, it's a good story. Well, and, 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 and I know we're kind of, you know, coming to the end, but I, you know, the Derek Jeter story is the one that I often used in just talking with kids and, and trying to help them understand that like life is, is about it. You know, you're going to face adversity as you go through life and whether it's, you know, giving up the home run to Derek Jeter and then bouncing back and deciding to continue to stay in the game or stay in the fight. Like, that is the way that life is going to go. And so, you know, be prepared for it and you work hard for it, but understand that like it's going to happen to you. But the good part is you, you do control whether you, you know, stand back up and dust yourself off and stay, stay in the battle or stay in the fight or whatever it is, or just, you know, keep moving forward. Um, and it's also your choice just to, to give up and say, well, you know, it, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't meant to be, and I'm just going to quit. And, and so it's not, um, you know, your, your reaction to what happens is, is the most important thing. And the one thing that you do control, right. Cause you don't always get to control everything that happens to you in life, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, but what you do after that, you are fully in control of that. And that's what I try to tell kids. It's like, things are going to happen to you that don't go your way but you need to make the conscious decision to continue to move forward and do good things, right? Work hard, do good things, be a good person, 
sometimes this may may the path may not always be clear but you know if you're working hard and you're treating people right and you're acting the right way like good things will come to you just may not be immediately but um you know just try to help them understand that right and again it's it, i say it it's so hard to understand that i think when you're a younger person um and for the you know without sounding too much like my dad as you get older but like you, you understand that a little bit more as you do get older and so the Derek Jeter story is a good one because I think that's the one piece that, you know, it, it kind of relates to my, 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 my time in sport that, you know, I'd worked hard and, and someone had the same conversation with me and things went the exact, it couldn't be a worse situation than giving up a home run on the first pitch you ever throw. But again, it's, you know, you've got the supportive uh, community, the supportive family behind you that, you know, just, you know, encourages you to, to get back up and keep going forward. And that's the part that hopefully kids catch that component of it. Right. Cause like life is tough sometimes. And the thing is sports is about strategies too, because each team had a strategy, how to over uh, power the other team. So I'm pretty sure that was a strategy on the Yankees side, you know, when it's like an initiation kind of thing. So. I said, it's just like uh, I played sports and I remember how we kind of study other teams and then we kind of have to, okay, this is going to be our strategy to, 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 to get this team. Like, you know, we kind of pick out the teams and it's just, I don't know, but I still say he had more experience and at the time and you were starting and you're starting up. So it was their strategy. <laughs> yeah. Sarah's Sarah's just being really really kind. I mean, we can. I think we can all admit that maybe Derek Jeter was just a little bit better than Jason Dixon. I mean, that's maybe that's maybe that's the truth behind it. But I, Sarah, I appreciate you being very kind in your yeah. words. But my um, fellow, he was is, a pretty uh, good player. Well, my fellow is a Jacoby Ellsbury, but he's no longer playing there, so he's from my community where I grew yes. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a great player too. Loki doki. Uh, as we draw to a close, um, anything more that uh, you'd like to share with us, uh, Jason? Before we uh, sew this uh, episode up for the week. No, I listen. I, I there's not, but I appreciate um, you know when when you reached out to do this, I was excited to do it. You know, I I don't get as many opportunities to maybe you know just speak to the to the Miramichi community or you know get to get the time with kids or different groups, you know, and, and so I, I'm, I'm always excited to kind of, you know, come back and, and share stories and talk about what's happening in Miramichi and just, you know, again, hopefully just encouraging people to, uh, you know, to, to want to, to, to do some good things, right? Like I said, I think we've got a, you know, it's a great community. It's a great place to grow up as a kid. Um, you know, a, a community that supports and, and, and really wants to see good things happen for the people that live there. And, and like I said, you, you know, you, you, if you're to sit back and make a long list of, of Miramichiers that have any, had an impact in Miramichi or outside of Miramichi, you would be, I think you'd be quite surprised at how long that list was for a community that wasn't a, a big community. And, um, you know, I attribute that a lot to, again, to that, that, that community support and, uh, you know, if there's if there's kids out there that are that are still trying to figure out what they want to do or who they want to be, and you know, the part I always encourage them is just you know, dream big, right? Have a big goal, and and don't be afraid to don't be afraid to go for it. Don't be afraid to fail in your attempt to to do it. But um, 
yeah, I just, I, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to kind of to, to share that, those thoughts and share my story and uh, really excited and, and thank, and, you know, thank you for inviting me. And I think it's fantastic what you're doing with the podcast and, and talking Miramichi and Miramichi people. So it's, I'm glad to be part of it. Very, very happy to be part of it. Well, we're very happy to have you and, and thanks so much for taking the time and, and for sharing uh, those messages with us and with our, our viewers and our listeners. Yep, thank you. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, with that, uh, we'll close up uh, for another week. Uh, thanks very much to Jason Dixon. Thank you to Sarah Ward, my co-host today. And uh, from all of us to all of you, have a great week. And we will see you again next time. All right. See you later.